Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Welcome to episode 227 for Friday, January 21st, 2022. And uh, they changed up everything on my... Uh, on my screen here. Oh, there's the chat. Anyway, good morning, everybody. Let me start some music. Today's going to be a bucking Bronco. I'm sorry, it just is. It's going to be one of those deals. Welcome again to episode 227. Although I have been awake since uh, middle of the night, you would think I'd be prepared, but I'm not. The problem, there's a couple problems going on. The first one is, as I said, as I just logged on to my system to, to do these twitches, I just noticed that uh, they changed everything up. Hooray, it's gonna be fun. But then the other thing is, because I had more time, I've been awake since, I don't know, two, something like that. And did I say it correctly, Amber? It's episode 227, right? I'm so out of it. 227. Anyway, because I've been awake for much longer, you know, then I started getting ideas, right? Hey, it'd be cool if I did this on the show. It'd be cool if I did that. You know, all sorts of stuff that I don't normally do. And so what I did is I confused myself. You know, one of those deals. But uh, it is what it is. I've done 226 of these mofos, right? So you would think I could get at least some of it right. Good morning to all you beautiful Spotify listeners. I'll go there first. In case you're new, God love you, God bless you. And what you're listening to is I'm recording a live stream right now. I do it this way so I can interact with all my lovely, lovely friends. People like our dear Amber Glow, the Chicago Tank, Salty's in the house, uh, the stunning redhead Georgie girl, the elusive, the beautiful, the smart, the talented Robo Kitty, although I don't see her is, uh, in here yet. Sofa Sofa's in the house. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Spotify, and you'll hear me interacting with everyone throughout the show. I also want to remind you people, I'm going to try and get good about this again in 2022. My disclaimer, everything I say is allegedly, it's for entertainment purposes, okay? All right, I'm just a, I'm just another bozo on the bus. Wait a minute, first, first comment that I need to actually highlight. Sofa, Sofa says, damn, Tony, you're getting thin. It might be cancer, because I certainly don't deserve it. Who knows? Who knows? Way of the Genticle is in the house. Good morning, friend. Good to see you. Oh, yeah. So, Tank, let's get to Tank's uh, music homework. And I'm not surprised by this at all. As a matter of fact, I would have bet half my fortune on this. So, like, 1500 bucks. The Tank was going to pick Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. Uh, Meatloaf passed away apparently last night and I think anyone paying attention would have to say 
that uh, he was an all-time great. He was an all-time great. That dude, that dude could uh, use his voice, right? Like, uh, uh, almost like Stevie Ray Vaughan used a guitar, almost. I think he was he was one of the all-time great uh, rock and roll singers with an awesome name, Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Take some balls. To be a heavy guy and call yourself Meatloaf. I love it. I respect it. Um, you know, I saw somewhere they mentioned, uh, you know, the, the article about Meatloaf is dead. And they, they said everyone, of course, knows him by his most famous song. You know, I would do anything for love. I hope to Christ that is not his most famous song. Because I think it's a little suspect. That to me was Meatloaf trying to cash in. It's just too commercial. It's weird. I say Paradise by the Dashboard Light is the all-time great. That's what he should be known for. I believe that's what he is known for. We have the Genticle says not a dry eye in the house. We're all shedding a tear uh, because Meatloaf has passed away. And uh, Tank, good point, Tank. Tank says he would have picked Paradise by the Dashboard Light, but he did that that one about a month ago, he says. Do you see how much Tank cares about the curriculum? This is amazing. We're all lucky. We're lucky. (laughs) Salty says, I always wondered what that one thing he wouldn't do was. (laughs) I think it was go vegan. That's what I think. I mean, you take take one good look at uh, Meatloaf, and I think that's maybe what he was talking about. I mean, and his name is Meatloaf. It's right in the name, Meat. So that was always my assumption. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You guys, I'm tired today. This is the first week of, of uh, being back uh, by... Uh, uh, for a full week, I've done Friday. I've done this will be my fifth in a row. Really, quite an accomplishment. Quite an accomplishment. We hear from uh, Georgie Girl that uh, her bohunk uh, Danny Boy agrees. Paradise is the best meatloaf tune of all time. I'm not surprised. Danny, Danny has good taste. Good taste. <laughs> Tank says. The thing Meatloaf wouldn't do is let his mother-in-law move in. I like it. Could very well be. Especially if she was a vegan chef. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to try and bring it around to veganism again. (laughs) Anyway, this is weird. This is new music, huh? What happened? Elves mess with my playlist? Whatever, I'll take it. Anyway... You guys, something I wanted to talk about, I got to get it off my chest. Um, yesterday was a a harrowing experience. Yesterday was a harrowing day for me. I don't often get flustered, you guys. Uh, I, I, I normally like to, you know, I pride myself on being calm, cool, and collected. Um, and yesterday, I, I, I fell out of it. I lost my cool. I was scared. I was stressed out. It was uh, it was one of those days. It was a 
It was a big deal. I do not want this to happen again. I lost my cool. Um, I, I, it was too much. It was more than I could take. You guys, I blew my engine yesterday, you guys. It fucking sucked. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. But I don't want to be, I want to, I, I want to get back to the soothing music. Let's see if it's still in there. What a day, you guys. What a day. I said on, on yesterday morning show, I believe, I talked about, you know, the Prius is uh, acting up a little bit. It's not giving off heat, right? And the joke's on me. I should have taken it into the shop right away, but just like everyone else, right? I'm busy, or at least I think I'm busy. And I uh, just couldn't get myself make the appointment. Now, for I mean, to my knowledge, the only problem was it wouldn't heat the cabin. Not the end of the world. It was a pain in the ass, but not the end of the world. So let me just tell you the story yesterday. Quite a day, quite a day. I might still be feeling the effects of yesterday, uh, today. Anyway, so let's see. Yesterday was Thursday morning. Normally, normally uh, what I do on Thursday mornings is, I don't talk about this on the show because it's probably not interesting, but normally on Thursday mornings, I take a fellow, fellow parishioner, one of my uh, buddies, he's an old codger, I've known him forever. Old Phil DeLavore, he's later in life. He's well into his 80s now. And uh, I help out. Uh, Phil's been a, a, at my church forever, his uh, daughter and her family. And I, I help out his daughter. I take old Phil DeLavore. Uh, he goes to like an adult daycare thing. Uh, he's getting up there in age. He really kind of needs someone to, to, to look after him and whatever. And for a couple of days a week... Old Phil goes up to this thing, and I'm his driver on Thursday mornings. Happy to do it. Now, for whatever reason, the family picked this uh, this uh, 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 the the daycare is way out in the boonies. It's like a 25 uh, minute drive. I got time. What do I care? I'm happy to do it. Have a nice little conversation with Phil. Now, over the over the past couple years, his conversation skills have really diminished. There's not as much conversation now as there used to be. Anyway, I had totally forgotten to be quite honest about my any car troubles, really. I was just focused on, okay, I got to get Phil to his thing so he can go play checkers and uh, whatever else he does, right? Sit in a chair, probably watch TV. I don't know what they do with this thing. Anyway, I pick old old Phil up, and we get going. And and I, now, what I knew by then, Phil's just—he's very close uh, from from me. I picked him up, and and it's like uh, it's it's freaking cold. It's colder than a witch's tit. Yesterday, colder than a witch's tit in a cast iron bra. I would even say, and I don't say that very often. It was freaking cold. As I'm ushering Phil into the car, it, it did occur to me, oh shit, that's right, this car ain't gonna heat up. It's not gonna. That sucks. 
But I, th I thought, I'm in a car. Somehow the, the engine, the engine just through osmosis or something, or proximity, is gonna heat us up somewhat. Now, yesterday was a colder day than we've had in a long, 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 long time. Colder day. And we head on up to Phil's daycare. I'm, I head on up. I did explain to Phil, hey, she's not uh, heating that well. Something, Something's up. Okay. You know, I don't, I, he seemed to get it. I don't know. But uh, I did turn on the stuff as because I thought, well, maybe we'll get lucky and it will kick on and it will kind of heat us a little bit. And so I did. So the stuff was running. But I, I tell you, it was cold. Now, yesterday, I also had um, another problem I hadn't had before because it was so cold, I think. You know, the, 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 the windows were like misting up or something. It was getting kind of hard to see. They were maybe, you could even say, frosting up a little bit. It was getting a little dicey. I was uncomfortable because nothing was defrosting. You follow? And, uh, and, uh, I'm sort of glancing over at Phil, and I mean, I could tell he's cold. Anyone, I was freezing. My, I felt like my hands were going to fall off. Phil's a good sport. And he's not all that talkative. But he, he kept saying two things over and over. That ain't right. That ain't right. That ain't right. I don't know if he was talking about the situation with the car. I don't know if he was reflecting on some, some old relationship he had. I have no idea. The other thing he uh, kept saying, corn nuts. Corn nuts. I have no idea what that was all about. But anyway, we're we're like 10 minutes into our 25-minute drive, maybe eight minutes on the interstate. Then the uh, then the engine overheat overheating light came on. Bad, bad news. Bad news. Bad. I'm thinking, well, I don't want to blow this this bad boy, right? I'm not talking about film. I'm talking about my engine, my car. Get your minds out of the gutter. And so I slowed down. I was like, shit. So I slowed down. I sort of, I sort of started coasting. I thought, well, can you, is this a thing you can nurse? I'm not a car guy, you know, so I'm just not interested in this stuff, but here I am. I got someone in the car. I, it's freezing. I want to get him where he needs to be. <clears throat> and uh, I did start coasting. And eventually it, it, the light went off. I thought, oh, okay, that's good. I can nurse it a little bit. So it's like I found once I got under 50 miles an hour, then, um, then I would do okay-ish. It would turn off. But then after a little while, a couple miles, then it's like even it didn't like 50 miles an hour. It's like, fuck this. I need a break. I'm overheating. Um, absolutely, Amber. No doubt. Amber says, good thing this didn't happen going to or coming back from Florida. Oh, my gosh. No doubt. <clears throat> so I went from just sort of slowing down, limping, to I had to pull over and stop for a while. Well, again, Phil, I don't know if he's on board. I don't know if he's thinking lucidly 
because I got a couple more. That ain't right. You know, uh, that's right. I shouldn't be pulled over on the shoulder. That's right, Phil. Now, he said corn nuts a couple of more times. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about with corn nuts. Uh, but, uh... <clears throat> anyway, so the car got worse and worse. And it really got to the point where it's like, am I even going to be able to make it to Phil's uh, daycare? Right? Now, one thing, one thing I've learned from the past, because there was... About, uh, let's see, seven or eight months ago, I was taking Phil to his adult daycare. He was a little more conversant back then. I think he's gone downhill a little bit. I happened to have some fishing poles and shit in the back of my car, and I was telling him about it, and he lit up. He seemed It seemed like he really wanted to go fishing. I said, fuck it. I'm going to take Phil fishing instead of adult daycare. Freebie. Fishing on me, and he's, he's a small fish in a maybe big pond at the daycare or if he hangs out with me he can be the only fish right and he can catch a fish with the big diesel so we did that but what i learned that day is they really keep tabs they really expected phil to be there and uh they called around (laughs) and phil's daughter freaked out understandably i just didn't think it through so i got kind of slapped on the hand so i was thinking Yesterday, I got to, we're going to be late for sure. So at least I got to let them know. Well, I don't have their number. I don't know who it is. I do this by memory. I know where it is. So I got to call Phil's daughter. Uh, 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 to let her, could you please, we're having car trouble. Could you let them know we're going to be late so no one freaks out while well, I got her voicemail. Over. Anyway, it was a mess. I called a. I called around to Toyota. While I was pulling over to rest, I, I called around to Toyota places. Holy shit. That was not that was not very encouraging. The nearest one, they're like, yeah, uh, if you if you uh, brought it over, we could maybe get to it in four days. It's like, oh man. That's a long time. Called in a couple other places that were near-ish. Pretty much the same thing. I finally called my my home base dealer and I think you know they looked me up or whatever and I think they kind of consider me some sort of VIP or something and uh, they said oh if you if you bring it over we'll look at it today you know that sort of thing okay cool well I determined during these stops, I determined I can't spend the day with Phil in these freezing conditions. First of all, he might perish. I could, And secondly, he's driving me a little crazy because all he's saying is that ain't right and corn nuts, right? So I decide I'm going to limp it all the way to daycare. Now, Phil, let's see, I, it, it normally takes us 25 minutes pretty much on the dot. We got there in an hour and 15. Hour and 15. Freaking hour and 15 minutes. That was a long, long time. A couple times, as we got close, I don't think Phil knew what was going other uh, going on, other than he was freezing his ass off. He had that. He had his nose was all red, like Santa Claus's nose, right from the cold. We could both of us. He could see our breath. It was like we were in a sequel of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles or some shit. It was horrible. And he had he had one of those. Uh, 
His nose started running. God love him. Not his fault. Right? I finally, I finally dumped uh, Phil off. And uh, this time I stayed a little extra because I just wanted to let someone know. It's like, I, Phil, he's very cold. Please warm him up. Sorry we're late. And I also felt the need to to just kind of let him know, like, hey, either Phil's really confused today or he might want some corn nuts. Do you guys normally stock this? I don't know what the fuck, but he said corn nuts to me 19 times. Whatever. Then I get back to the car issue. Now the dealer that's going to see me is so very far away. Like this is a normally a 50-minute drive for where I, from where I was. Well, that would take me whatever, most of the day. So it's like, fuck it. I'm going to call a, a, a tow truck. I'm not going to risk it. And uh, they, uh, so I, I called around. I'm in the boonies. There's There was only one close by they said it was going to take them two hours two hours I said okay thank you sold and then I started calling all the other tow trucks that were further along to see if I could get someone to come quicker no wasn't going to happen so I was sitting there for two I thought it was going to be for two hours freezing my franken beans off And, uh, I mean, the car, it's weird how no heat. I've never experienced this before where a, a running car cannot produce heat. I don't get it, but that was the case. Two hours in, they should have been there within two hours, not there. I let it, I let it go another 20 minutes. Then I call him. I was like, where's your guy? Get this. Uh, we had a guy on the way pick up your car his truck overheated he was broken down he had the same shit I had I just said well you can't pin that on me he, his truck didn't catch it from my car because he hasn't even been anywhere near me so that's your own goddamn problem send the next guy my car is not contagious I freaking promise well it wasn't I had to wait there three hours three hours three hours Finally, a tow truck came. Now, well, uh, just a funny aside. I, I was I was cold. I'm not going to lie. I was cold. I was telling uh, uh, my, my main medical advisor yesterday. I was describing this whole thing afterwards. Now, of all weird things, when the tow truck comes up, I just had this feeling of I want to make sure it's nice and tidy inside here just out of respect for these guys it was weird so I had a I had a bubbly water in the front console with me that was like half it was still half full I had forgot I brought it with me and then I forgot it even exists and just I thought okay I'm gonna dump it out I don't know I don't know why I thought this would be a polite thing to do so I put down my window I I Poured over to dump it out. Frozen. Frozen. I told my um, my crack medical advisor, my medical sensei about this, and and she or he was like, oh no, that's bad. Like, are you okay? Like, 
you were like in a meat locker. I don't know. Anyway, I think I'm okay, but I was, I'm cold as shit. But that's never happened to me. I, I had a frozen drink. So we get on the truck, we go down there, and uh, and I wait and wait, and and then they gave me the bad news, and I, I had I, I had blown a gasket at some point. Guys, like it's toast. It, I, he, I said it, it's a young car, it, it's less than seventy thousand miles. He said, yeah, I've never seen it, on on a, a Toyota like this. I've never ever seen this. And then I said, uh, just just to make sure, I'm expecting that I'm just past the warranty, correct? He said, yes, correct. It just flipped over. <laughs> so, yeah, I appreciate your guys' comments about emergency kits and everything. Um, I learned my lesson. Now, I, you know, oddly enough, I dressed, uh, I was layered up and stuff, which I think is what saved me. I dressed more warmly than I normally would. Or Phil DeLavore, he wasn't dressed all that well. He could have used another couple layers, poor guy. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, engine blown. <laughs> 5000 bucks. Easy come, easy go. Whatever. I still think it's going to cost me no matter what I do, so... You know, I just said, all right, just do it. Just put a new engine in. That's life, hey, people. That was my that was my harrowing day yesterday. It was so cold. And I'm not kidding. It took me, I finally was through this uh, yesterday evening. I dropped off Phil at, let's see. We left, I left to pick him up right after the show yesterday. So I picked him up at 8.15. So we got there at 9.30. I did not get home last night till about 6 p.m. in a rental car. And I was freezing all evening. I could not get warm. My legs especially, just freezing. So it's one of those things. I don't know. I have no idea why I feel so out of sorts. I feel really out of sorts today. I have no idea why. Do you guys have a clue? Do I seem out of sorts? I did, of course, the the, the little uh, fancy, fancy uh, transition into my Toyota Prius story. Lady Letter Carrier says, I'm tired, and I'm tired too. She and I were uh, kindred spirits in the middle of the night uh, uh, over uh, Discord because... Um, we were both awake. <laughs> I could not sleep. I, I've been up since, I don't know, 2 or 1.30 or something like that. It's going to be a brutal day. Brutal. Thank God I don't have to drive old Phil DeLavore today. I can, I can wait till next Thursday. I'm supposed to have the car back by then. My beautiful Prius. I don't know. Anyway. With the uh, full disclosure that I feel out of sorts, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to start reading some mailbag, okay? Why not? Um, so let me see if I have this dialed up. I think there's mailbag there. Let's see what we got. Ready, set, go. 
Okay, first letter. Dear Tony, what's the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you in life? Jesus. Are you over it? Love the show. This is from Kelly from Nashville, Tennessee. What is the most embarrassing thing that has happened to me in life? Jesus, I'm 51 years old. So I, I it's it's been countless, countless. Let me think off the top of my head what comes to mind. I mean, about 800 times in my life, I've discovered that I was walking around with my fly completely down, right? I mean, that's happened over and over. And if you look at the trajectory <laughs> of that uh, type of discovery, it's funny. I am now to a phase now where it doesn't bother me at all. I don't care who's around. It's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Look at you guys flirting in the comments section. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, let's see. So having my fly down, that's been embarrassing. Anything else embarrassing? I mean, I'm sh it's got to be countless. I did. Let's see. Was it only once? I, there have been several times where I've had to be taken to the emergency room during uh, family gatherings and things. That's a little embarrassing. Once was at a wedding. I slipped on the ice in the parking lot and fell on my head and uh, had to go to the hospital. There was one Thanksgiving where I broke some ribs in a football game. I had to go to the hospital. Um, oh, Tank has one. Tank says, not being able to read in church during my first confession, cried as I walked back saying, I can't do it. Oh, man. It's heavy, Tank. Very heavy. He says, I was seven and still remember it. I think about it when I have to speak publicly. Unbelievable. Yeah, there's got to be stuff like that. <clears throat> but I've just always been such a bright and together, together individual. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I don't know. If something comes to me uh, during the uh, rest of the show, I will I will blurt it out. Okay. Until then, let's move on. Feel so out of it. Okay. Here we go. Next letter. Dear Tony, I'm a senior in high school, and it's been a rough year. A kid in my class committed suicide before the holidays. Holy cow. I wasn't close to him. But still, it was pretty intense. Also, my girlfriend broke up with me last week. I really, I think he meant, means it really sucks because I care about her so much. My mom wants me to go see a counselor because I am so sad right now. She like won't let it go. I don't particularly want to go see a counselor because I feel like I should feel sad right now. Like what I'm feeling is normal, right? I got to go through this my own way and feel my feelings. I don't want some counselor to change that or give me a shortcut or trick. Does that make sense? This is from Robbie T. Robbie, thanks for your letter, buddy. And uh, uh, yeah, it sounds like that's been a, a rough year. And uh, boy, that's quite a letter, man. 
And I'm, I will say out of the gate, my own two cents, just kind of a little commentary. I mean, it seems to me like you're, you're thinking things through. You got a good head on your shoulders. Um, I, I kind of like this thought about, and I, I think you're right. There are things that happen sometimes you're supposed to feel sad. I mean, that's normal. You're, you're going to having a normal reaction. Now, um, you know, and I, th- I think Lady Letter Carrier has a great comment here. She says, uh, the counselor will just listen, not offer sh- a shortcut around sadness. And I think that's, I think that's very accurate. So I wouldn't be so afraid about, um, about just talking to someone and see if it helps. I mean, you kind of have nothing to lose. I do think your premise about about you know someone's gonna give you a cheat or something like something like that is uh, is ill conceived. I wonder if I'm gonna lose my voice right here on the show. We'll see. Tank says no. Get help. You're young and don't know shit. The counseling would give you tools you'll use forever because life sucks and will fuck you. It's better for you. (laughs) That's some high octane uh, tank right there. Uh, And I think very, very good points. Georgie also says it is normal and the counselor will help you work through it. They won't try to change um, how you feel. Yeah, so I think what the pepperonis are saying is kind of like they are agreeing with you. Yes, you should feel sad and all that stuff, but, you know, take the help. And I mean, your mom loves you, right? And she's not, you know, there might be something she's noticing that just has her a little concerned. Amber says feelings are normal, but everyone could benefit from counseling. Yeah, I think that's a good... I think we're getting some really good advice from the pepperonis here. I really do. Otanun says he's in high school. Young people don't realize their first girlfriend is their is their last. I don't know what you mean about that, Ode, or by that. Young people don't realize their first girlfriend is their last. what that means yeah tank says uh counselors teach you how to deal with your shit so yeah you should uh you should go go to the counselor accept some help might help you it's not gonna hurt you it's not gonna hurt you it can only help i think i've never i I can never i've never heard of a friend talking to a counselor and it's screwing them up i've never heard that okay Let's see what else we got here, people. Next letter. Dear Big Diesel, random question. Do you subscribe to any magazines or newspapers? I've been kind of wondering what you like to read in between shows. This is from Kyle J. Thank you for your letter, Kyle J. Um, That's an interesting question. And uh, what's kind of interesting about it is as luck would have. I mean, now that you bring it up, it has me thinking. It's like, no, I don't subscribe to a single thing. Not a single thing. Now, over history, I've subscribed to certain magazines and certain newspapers. Um, 
for a while I had like uh, USA Today, which I think is, that's never been useful to me. Wall Street Journal for several years. Some uh, uh, industry uh, trade rags over the years. Um, some of my fondest, I'll tell you my most favorite subscription ever. Um, is uh, Games Magazine. Does anyone remember Games Magazine? That, that is such a fun magazine. I don't know if it still exists anymore. But there were essentially it was it was a thing uh, full of brain teasers. It was very good, very good. Liked it a lot. Um, that's about it. But I don't I don't subscribe to a single thing. Probably part of that is the internet. Um, wait a minute, Georgie, you still get Games Magazine? She says I still get that one. It still exists. Maybe I should re up that. They still have the thing where they show you <clears throat> very, very close up part of a picture and you have to guess what the larger picture is. If you still, if games magazine still exists, this might be a watershed day for me. Oh, Georgie says, yes, it's games magazine. That, that is tremendous. That's fabulous. Holy cow. Very nice, very nice. I guess I know what I'm doing. If I don't forget. Okay. Let's see what else we got. Dear Tony, my husband has become obsessed with moving to another country. I think he is getting this from following certain YouTube channels and social media accounts. He seems to believe that America is on its way to becoming the worst place on earth to live. <laughs> I think that's absolutely not true. And after all, my parents live here, his parents live here, and all our friends live here. What can I do to get him to come to his senses? This is from Gina M. from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Makes me think, uh, where's Scotty? From Worship the Pig. I wonder how that guy's doing. Well, that's a tough one, Gina. And uh, there, it is certainly very easy, I think, to find bad news and find uh, the, the sky is falling people. Let's face it. Even the big diesel has been that some days, right? I've had my sky is falling days. I think it's a tough one. I, I What comes to mind... <clears throat> is do not, I would say, first of all, do not belittle your husband, right? Don't just willy-nilly without giving him an opportunity to really uh, communicate why he's worried and all that stuff. Um, you can't, you know, <laughs> Lady Letter Carrier says she almost lives in Canada as it is. That's a very good point. Very good point. Um, anyway, I, I, what's coming to mind for me is communication. Okay, don't belittle him because I, I'm sure there's, uh, I'm sure some of the arguments are very legit. You know, I, there's, I think there's, I think we're in a very tough time, and I think there are more tough times to come. But let him talk it through, and maybe. 
maybe he's going to discover if you make him make the case to you and let him really talk, 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 he might discover, he might hear himself saying all this stuff and decide, ah, I kind of sound like a crazy person. Or he might discover maybe I'm not as clear on the reasoning as I thought I was. So maybe letting him sell you on this is is maybe the antidote, believe it or not. It's just a just a thought. I don't know. Um and and I mean yes, your family your families live here. So I mean I would see if this is where your roots are, you know, it's gotta be a last resort to flee the country. Although I've said before on the show, I'm kicking myself because I, I I really should have a farm down in, uh, you know, Uruguay or something like that. I, I am a big fan of like a plan B hideout, right? That that would be a great, a great thing to have, but I don't know. Anyway, good luck, dear. I'm out of it. I, this is, this is a... Uh, I'm going to go. This is a C minus performance for me today. <laughs> I feel off. I think it's because I was, I spent most of the day yesterday in the, in a meat locker. I think that's what it's about. All right. Let's see what else is here. Uh, Hey, Tony, don't feel like you need to read this on air ah, too late, but could you tell me where your podcast is hosted? I'm starting a podcast of my own and want to do it right. Thank you. This is from Daryl B. Um, yes, let's see. My podcast is hosted at Podbean. Podbean. Uh, I'm very, very happy with it. It's been great. Um, if, as a matter of fact, if you go to podbean.com forward slash uh, the big diesel uh, uh, Italian legend, uh, you'll get a 25% off. I'm just kidding. I just made that up totally by myself. But go to Podbean. Go to Podbean. I'm very happy with it. It's very good. Um, you should do it. Good luck with your show. Tell me what it is, and I'll I'll even promote it on my show. I don't give a shit. Okay, let's see what we got here. Is everyone ready? Dear Tony, last weekend, my idiot teenage son attended a party in which he accepted a dare involving standing directly next to a dartboard during a match. Oh, Jesus. Booze was involved. Long story short, he took a fastball dart to the sinus cavity, and it has really fucked him up. I am already one surgery in with probably more to come. My question is, is should I sue the parents of the kid that threw the dart, and should I sue the parents of the kid that hosted the party? This is from Gary in Saginaw, Michigan. <laughs> oh my god. Uh that's an interesting letter. We've not had one like that. Oh my goodness, the the beautiful and talented Robo Kitty is in the house. Good morning, dear. Good to see you. Um So Gary's kid, let let, let me get this straight, Gary. I, I actually, I think I'm going to pull this up again because there's a very important part that I, I, I want to. It stood out to me. Okay, Gary, here we go. Here's your letter again. Um, he accepted a dare involving standing directly next to a dartboard. He accepted a dare, it says. 
Okay, so that part alone. <laughs> that part alone. In my mind is all you need to know. Hello. Your kid. You know, maybe he's got a little too much. Uh, too many hormones flowing through. Maybe he was trying to uh, uh, impress the little high school girls, whatever. But he accepted a dare. He accepted a dare. Let's get to another classic uh, uh, tank comment. I think. Oh, the computer is locked up. Um, tank says, uh, uh, your dumb fuck kid stood in the front of a dart. Sue yourself for raising a moron. <laughs> that is just a tremendous, tremendous. Oh, here goes the MacBook Pro again. Oh, my God. Another restart. This is not a good trend. Hold on, Spotify listeners. Now, you Spotify listeners, see, you're still getting the full experience. No problem. It's the, it's the, uh, it's the Twitch, it's the live stream people that are getting hosed. It's those people. Let's see if I can even get it back. I'm not sure. I am not sure. I'm back, says Tank. Unbelievable. Seems like uh, now this is terrifying because this has happened now twice. Yeah, I had to restart again, Amber dear. And this has happened twice, which means I need to call Vincenzo the Deer Slayer on this shit. That is a terrifying thought. Did you put on your camp shirt for a minute? <laughs> Oh, camo? Camo. Thank you. Thank you. Good one, Robo Kitty. It's my equipment made by Toyota. That is an awesome rip tank. Holy cow. Well, it's good to be back. Let's yet again, because I think this is so important and, and uh, so classic. I'll let you know, all you uh, live stream people, I did read Tank's beautiful rip on the Spotify podcast. So I, I did want to wrap up. I think it's very clear. Gary from Saginaw, Michigan, your um, don't be a dick. Okay. Your kid is a bit of an idiot. I'm not saying he's not going to grow out of it, but uh, come on. So don't sue anyone. All right. Just, just don't. What's it going to teach your kid? He knows it's his own fucking fault. He knows. Now, if he watches you sue everyone else involved, I think that's going to be sending the wrong, the wrong message. Okay, I'm not a fan. Don't do it. Oh, my God. Why do I feel like I'm going to die again today? It might be the half a day I spent in the meat locker. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see if we can get, uh, get another letter here. Oh, there is another letter. Dear Tony, I started dating my boyfriend 
last year when I was a junior and he was a senior in our high school. It was so amazing. For the past six months, we have had a long distance relationship. He is away at college in Washington, DC, and I'm still stuck back at home. Over 1,000 miles away. I love him so much, but this has been the hardest time of my life because I miss him so much. I, I can tell it's been hard on him too. Do you think long distance relationships can work? I'm starting to get really worried about whether or not we can survive this. This is from Angela D. Angela, you're such a dear. That's a very sweet letter. It's a very sweet letter. Oh, Mammy's in the house too. Hello, Mammy, how are you, dear? Better late than never, never. Mammy, it's a C minus performance for me today. Very, very shaky. Um, anyway, let's see. So Angela misses her boyfriend. Uh, Angela, I mean, so, I mean, you, your main question seems to be, can long distance relationships work? I, I think, sure, absolutely. Now, it seems like probably the understanding would be, I mean, at some point, I mean, they can't work indefinitely, I don't think. Like if you're, if you, if you're really, I mean, if this is the one or whatever, you know what I mean? It just seems like over time, What's the point if you're if you're halfway across the country? Georgie the Stunning Redhead says uh, long-term relationships, I'm sorry, long-distance relationships are hard at any age. I'm sure that's very true. Very true. Because I think, um, I mean, let's face it. It's a, you're in the relationship because you, you feel something for the person, right? I mean, it's not, it doesn't happen out of nowhere. Otherwise, why would you ever do it? It's because you already feel like it's a special person. And uh, what can happen, what can happen is you fall for a person who is uh, not there next to you. Is you just, what happens is you, throughout your day, right? You just have these moments where, where it's like, oh, I wish she was here to to experience it, or in your case, dear Angela, I wish he was here to experience this. That That's what it is. When you love someone, everything's better when you kind of do stuff together. You're sitting there uh, freezing your ass off, right, in a dead car next to Phil DeLavore, who can't stop talking about corn nuts. Robo, you're going to have to rewind and watch the first part of the show to understand what the hell I just said. But uh, you're sitting there freezing in an ice box, and you just think, "Oh, I wish she, I wish she was here." So that's what happens. It's very, very tough. They can work. What I'm hearing from your letter, Angela, is that uh, it sounds like you guys love each other, and it, almost the fact that it's difficult is, I think, a good sign. If you didn't love each other, it would probably be easy. It's like fuck that. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna uh, uh, get my go across the half the country to get my milk. I'm gonna go down to the corner, Quickie Mart, and get my milk. You know what do I care? I don't know if I'm making any sense to anybody. Tank says it's more effort than it's worth if the other person is worth it. 
it's more it's more effort that's worth it if the other person is worth it I do I do totally agree I do agree um <clears throat> I mean, there is, there is no, I think there's no um, um, loftier experience than true love, right? That's it. That's the pinnacle. That's the pinnacle. True love. That's it. Doesn't get any better than that. It can take many forms, I think, but it's certainly worth uh, fighting for. So, Angela, God love you. Good luck. Hang in there, dear. Hang in there. Okay, let's see if we have another letter. Let's uncover and see if there's one in here. Yes. Ooh, hey, boss Vito. That's a new one. Ethical question here. Do you think that obese people should be forced to purchase first-class tickets on airplanes so that they don't terrorize the nice, normal people in coach? I was on a plane last week and had to sit next to a nearly dead, gigantic, fat guy, and let me tell you, it was absolute hell. He was on the aisle and made me feel like I was absolutely trapped in my seat. I've never felt so claustrophobic in my life. This is from Ronald L. from Springfield, Illinois. Ronald, I don't know how you got through it. Thank God you made it and you survived to uh, uh, to write your uh, condescending dickhead letter into my show, and I'm happy to I'm happy to answer it. I think I think it's maybe. A little tongue-in-cheek right maybe a little bit Georgie seems to agree with me but uh, anyway to answer your direct question like should should uh, fat people uh, be forced to buy first-class tickets I think that's rather untenable sir here we go I've been wondering what tank would say Let's see. Tank says, drive, Ronald. The fat guy wrote into another podcast complaining about the pussy he said next to. <laughs> That's a keeper. That is a keeper. Love it. Anyway. um, Yeah. Now, I, I actually have a friend. He used to be gigantic. Gigantic. Uh-oh. I having problems here again. This is unbelievable. Um, I have a friend who used to be gigantic, and uh, I, I I never flew anywhere with him, but I remember him telling me that, uh, and he was I mean he was up front, whatever. I mean it would be embarrassing, but he had to buy two seats next to each other, and they would like connect the seatbelts or whatever. So a lot of rows on airplanes, you know, are three seats. This guy would. I guess one seat per butt cheek really is what we're looking at. So anyway, no, I don't think uh, a fat people should be forced to buy first class tickets. That's what I think. Yeah, Robo, it's been a bucking Bronco today. I said it when the stream started, I was like, I have a feeling today is going to be a very rough show. It might be because I... Right before I went live, I did feel like I was going to fall over. For some reason, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, okay. 
Looks like we have another letter here. Let's check it out. Okay, dear Tony, so many couples I know are breaking up. It makes me really sad. Do you think there is something about today that is causing so many people to split up? Like, I really don't get it. If I were lucky enough to have a boyfriend or a husband, I would hang on for dear life. Some of my girlfriends are letting go of really great guys. Like, what the actual is going on? <laughs> this is from Maddie from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Very nice. I have a uh, niece named Mad Maddie, and my grandmother was named Maddie, Madeline. Um, <clears throat> are, Robo, they're censoring curse words on this thing? Unbelievable. Um, anyway, Maddie, uh, another really endearing letter. I love what you said. My friends are casting off perfectly good men. You know, maybe that's maybe that's where you can go shopping, dear. If you don't have someone and you recognize, my goodness, there's a tremendous fella. Just kick, just just kick to the curb. Boom. Uh, Amber, uh, yes, th I, I really, I am gonna, I need to sleep after the show. I'm so out of it. Anyway. Um, oh, Robo says they're dumping them for a reason, I'm sure. <clears throat> you certainly would hope so. Certainly would hope so. I mean, I can't, I can't think of, you know, um, yeah, Relationships are are too hard to come by for, I think, someone to just be like, ah, fuck it, I'm out, like for no good reason. I don't think so. Oh, lady letter carrier wishes she could sleep after the show. Is, um, you have to, uh, uh, so you're working today, huh? Georgie, have a great day. Good luck, dear. Good luck, Georgie. Let me know how it goes. Oh my gosh, what a bucking Bronco. Unbelievable. We're at 758. I probably gotta get going. I gotta get going. Do I are there any more letters? Let's see if there's even another letter. I feel like we've been through a ton. There is another letter. Should I rip through it here real quick and see if we don't crash again? Let's see. Here we go. Dear Tony, can you help me understand what a healthy relationship looks like? <laughs> my best, a ton of relationship letters today. My best friend told me my boyfriend is no good for me and I need to move on. She says, we do not have a healthy relationship, but I love him. What does this even mean, healthy relationship, and what does it look like? Because I think my boyfriend and I might actually have a healthy relationship, and my best friend just doesn't know. Thank you for helping me out. This is from Ken Kendra B. Well, one thing I'll say, Kendra, is that, uh, yes, you need to be the, um, you need to be the judge and jury for whether or not you have a healthy relationship with your boyfriend. Now, that's not to say your friends can't, you know, give you advice and whatever. I think we all, those of us who are friends, 
and have friends, we've all been in a situation where we whisper in the friend's ear and, and, and say, you're dating an absolute fucking psycho. You know, whatever, something like that. It's happened to everybody. But, um, you're the judge, Kendra, you're the judge. So what does a healthy relationship look like? I don't know. It's probably, I, I mean, Jesus, it's probably uh, a Baskin Robbins, 33 flavors, you know, times a thousand. It could probably look anyway, but you have to decide if you feel, you seem to feel Kendra like you're in a healthy relationship. Well, that's probably good enough. If it feels to you like, hey, things are great, things are good, I'm happy, I like where this is headed, then I would say don't worry worry about it. Tank says, my brother's girlfriend is a twat, but not my place to say. Sometimes I feel like it's so bad that uh, that you do, you do say it. I had an interesting experience years ago. If my little brother happens to be listening, he's a, he's a pretty big fan of the show, but he can't, I do so many episodes, he can't possibly listen to all of them. But if I remember correctly, I had a girlfriend once in college. And, uh, and the family was not a fan of this girl for good reason, good reason. And uh, he, he actually approached me, he's like, you've got, You've got to get out of this relationship. You've got to do it. It's the only time he's ever he's ever done that. And it turns out I had just broken up with her. Like like that, like the day before. Pretty crazy, huh? It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I'm out. Yeah, see, that's what it is, Tank. He says, when it affects my niece, then I'll speak up. That's the deal. We all, we've all, we all had friends where we're like, uh, I'm not so sure, but we don't say anything because... But then but then it gets over some sort of tipping point where you just say, okay, now I gotta say something because this doesn't... It's going to be a train wreck. I've said before, and I'll say it again, I do know one of the happiest married couples I know. I was at their wedding... She was like eight months pregnant and she was doing shots in the men's bathroom, or as we say in Chicago, the men's bathroom. I would have bet against that thing 10 different ways till Sunday. They're the happiest couple I know. Married now, whatever, 25, 30 years. It's insane. Okay, that is the last letter that... Uh, Becky or Tyra or whoever load, loaded this up put uh, put up there. So I don't even have another letter to read. That's my deal. All right, let's see. 8.03. I am going to get some sleep today, people. It's one of those deals. One of those deals. All right, listen. It's been a tremendous week. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you all for the... Uh, everyone's been so positive... And uh, it's been so much fun. I, I I just feel really lucky and I want to thank you all. I'm sure I will see you guys banging around on the internet over the weekend. You know, I'm sure our paths will cross, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, will, uh, I will be back at it Monday morning. 
And uh, in the meantime, I want to remind you all, don't take any shit from anybody. I love you. I like you. You're good people. I feel so lucky to have you guys in my life. I, I, I really do. I really do. And um, you guys have a great weekend. I will see you all on uh, Monday. And until then, again, don't take any shit from anybody. I love you. Bye.